Hi, I'm Jonas Foretek and you're listening to Functional Tennis Podcast. Welcome to episode 54 of the Functional Tennis Podcast. I'm Fabio Molle, your host. To get us started, I have a question for you. Have you ever seen the video of a young blonde kid playing tennis with a wooden spoon? I bet you have. That video was taken seven years ago. It's one of the most famous tennis videos online. And it featured a 12-year-old Jonas Foritek, who is today's guest, playing with a wooden spoon that his coach had invented based on the Pete Sampras Pro Staff racket. Jonas, who recently turned 19, won the Aussie Open Junior Dubs title, as well as the US Open Junior Boys title, and in September became the world number one junior. Since then, he's risen to inside the world's top 50 in the men's rankings, and we can expect to see him rise quickly over the next couple of years. Before we start our chat with Jonas, and to celebrate Jonas's introduction of the wooden spoon, which we now call the tennis pointer to the tennis world, and its integral part to the functional tennis business, we have 10% off all wooden spoons, which is now available in three models. The Junior for Kids, ages 6 to 10 years old, which weighs in at 285 grams. A mid-size at 315 grams, which is our most popular model. And the recently introduced Pro model, which is for players who play with a heavier racket weighing in at 345 grams. Use the code JONAS, that's J-O-N-A-S, when you check out at functionaltennis.com and receive 10% off any pointer order. If you have any questions at all regarding the pointers, just send me an email at ace at functionaltennis.com or DM me at the Functional Tennis Podcast Instagram account. Finally, before we get started, a shout out to our podcast sponsors, Head. You're amazing, guys. Here we go. Hi, Jonas. Welcome to the Functional Tennis Podcast. Great to have you on, on the show. And yeah, exciting. I've been meaning to talk to you for a while. Obviously, uh, we can start this off with your famous video as a 12-year-old and you hit with the wooden spoon that uh, it's been doing the rounds. Everybody must have seen it. Tell me, do people get on to you about that video all the time? Yeah, they get to, like they're talking to me a lot now because of the video, especially when I have like good results, they are always asking if I'm using it still or if I'm not using it. But actually, I, I am not using it so much since since I'm like 16. So uh, I was playing uh, with that a lot when I was around 12, 13, 14. And now not so much anymore, just for fun. And when you did use it, so your coach was Jerry Bartos, am I correct? Yes, yes, yes. He invented it. Yes, he invented it. Uh, his first idea was uh, that it should be just for him, actually. And then he gave me to try it, and then he saw that it's good, like for that I can hit without frames. So then he started using it. Then he used me as that I can like do a bit of, I don't know, uh, you know what I mean. And how often you say you used it when you're 12, 13, 14, 15? How often did you use it? Oh, every time before the practice. So when I went on the court. Uh, I used to play with it for five to ten minutes every day, and then I just played with normal racket, and uh, yeah, that's how I used it. And do you feel it's it's really helped you? It really helped me because sometimes I was like, uh, or maybe I'm still 
like falling back from the shots. So when I'm playing with the with the small racket or with the wooden spoon, then I have to keep my body still and it's helping, I think. Ah, very nice. And tell me, a lot of people who use it always say they try and use like a, a Western grip with it, heavy t- topspin, heavy grip. When you use it, what grip do you use? Um, I have a normal grip, like mine for forehand and backhand. So we're like my normal grip, but I'm not using so much spin. So I'm playing more flat because if I use spin, it's almost impossible to play. Yeah. But I have the same grip as I play because if I would change the grip, then it would be not so good, I think, for me. Oh, interesting point. So advise people not to change the grip. That is interesting. And tell me, Alexander Vask, where, where you train, was telling me that there's another kid in there that you said that hits the ball even better with the wooden spoon. Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, I saw some videos. The other people, they can hit it also really good. So, I mean, it's interesting to see that I started playing with it and now I can see a lot of videos like the kids are playing playing with the wooden spoon. It's nice. Uh, it's It's crazy. We even get like professional players like... Yeah, players yeah, in top 100 who've nice. used, who buy them and use them. It's pretty crazy. So you're definitely a, yes. a trendsetter. You're from the Czech Republic. When did you move to Germany? Oh, uh, so when I was around 13 or 12, 13, I moved to Germany uh, because uh, there was head coach was like half Czech, half German. And I know him very good. I used to practice with his mother, Jakub Zahlava. And so I went there and I was always going there and back. So always I was in Germany maybe for two weeks and then two weeks in Czech because I was still still doing school. So I couldn't be there full time, but I was there pretty often. Did you ever move there full time or you still did time between both of them? Um, uh, now I'm practicing more in Prague. So um, sometimes I'm in Germany. But I'm also uh, practicing in Prague. Okay, in- interesting. When we spoke to Alexander as well, he did say that you wanted to change your forehand because you felt you weren't hitting it hard enough. And he had said, look, you just got to stick it out, stick it out, and eventually it will come good. Was that hard for you not to change? I remember that a bit because I was always like smaller than other kids. So um, I was more mostly like defending and I didn't have power. So I wanted to put like more power on my shot. But I think it's good that we didn't change anything because the technique is more important because now I grew up and I think it's uh, flying pretty fast. Yeah, no, any time we share one of your videos of your forehand, it's, it's so smooth and people go, wow, that is, it's a really smooth forehand and you do generate a lot of pace. So for you, what's the secret in your pace? Is it a lot most down to technique? Oof, I don't know, actually. Um, I I remember uh, I was not playing so fast like when I was younger. But I remember like one and a half year ago or two years ago when I was playing Wimbledon first time, I saw Nadal practicing there uh, for the like in practice. And you know how he hits in the practice. He hits like full power every every shot. So then I got like a bit inspired and I tried also to hit more uh, more powerful. And that's why. And I felt comfortable with that. So now I'm playing a bit faster. Now you play full power. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so 
Yeah. And tell me, last year you had you had a great year as a junior. You won the junior Aussie Open doubles and then you won the US Open boys as well as becoming the world number one junior, which is an amazing achievement. But I did hear that last year you had to change your mentality a little bit, that there was some research done in your matches and you weren't given everything. Yeah. How did you change? What did you do to give everything? So again, uh, when I was younger, I used to, when I started losing, I got a bit like angry or mad and I started to give up too early. So when I lost like close first uh, first set, then I used to like give up and then the second set would be like 6-1 or 6-2. So then, and now when I was playing last year, I was just fighting for every point and it's much better. I was just trying it, like just fight for every point, no matter the score. And that's what I did. And this really helped. And so it was like a switch, was it? You just went to your back, pressed the switch fight, and now you just changed mentality. Yeah, it was even last year. I had like maybe one or two matches where I was like mentally not the best that I kind of gave up, but it was just like one, two matches, which was much better than the years before. And do you have any cues for that? Or you just remember it all the time? Do you have any, do you write any keywords on your racket or write in your hands to say, look, keep fighting or it's just all in your head? Um, I don't have anything. It's just like I'm thinking of it. Then maybe uh, when I'm going to sleep then I, the day before, I'm always like focusing that I should, should fight for every point and that's what I do. But I don't have anything like on my racket or on my hand or anything. Okay. okay. And now that you're fighting more on court, do you, do you fight more in the training sessions? Do you find your intensity's gone up or has that always been the same? It's. I think it's better in the matches a bit. Because in the matches, I just like fight for every point. And in practices, sometimes if I'm not playing uh, the best, then I get a bit mad. But it's because I want to play like good also in the practice. And then if it's not going well, then I'm a bit a bit mad. But I think it's getting better. Well, I've just been reading the Fed, one of the Federer books and... You know, when he was young, it took him a few years before he channeled that energy in the right way, but at least on court. Yes, it's really nice. Yeah. And so, yeah, what was it like winning the the junior boys at the Open last year? It was amazing. I mean, I knew that it's last chance. Actually, I was already a bit uh, happy that I won the two Grand, Slam in, two Grand Slams in doubles. But I always wanted to do good uh, in singles. And my biggest chance, I think, was French Open, but I didn't didn't use it. I was already in uh, third round, I think. But then I was playing well on US Open, and that was really nice. And then the next week was Davis Cup, so it was really good two weeks for me. You played Davis Cup? Yes, the next next week after US Open, I played Davis Cup against Bosnia, and we won 3-2, so it was really nice. We went, and yeah. That's great. And just want to cut back to the US Open again. So I also heard that you won it and you said you didn't play exceptional in any of the matches. It was just that this new attitude really helped you. Yes, I think so. Uh, because, but also in, on the, in the US Open, it's really hot and everything. So when I was fighting for every point, um, then it, I don't know, then it helped. Or, but then also uh, maybe I was not playing the best first set, for example, in the finals. But then I got a bit more relaxed and I was playing already much better. Uh, but I think I was playing okay, like uh, pretty good. It was not not the best, but uh, I think it was pretty good. But so would you say 
your success there came down to your change in attitude though? Yes, I could say that. Okay. Because I was not giving uh, any point. No freebies. Yeah, yeah. And so just from that change of attitude, what is your advice to other juniors out there who, you know, who may, you know, they get carried away, they don't try. What is your number one advice to a 15-year-old up-and-coming junior that says, Jonas, what's the one thing I can do that can help my game? Um, I would tell him that first he needs to think about himself. Why is it happening? And then he has to do it himself. So uh, he has to focus on why is it happening or, you know, because I don't know how he's feeling on the court uh, because everyone is feeling probably different on the mm. court. So he has to think about himself and then then he will for, for sure manage it, uh, how to not give up or how to fight for every point. Great, great. Did you know we have over 170 great episodes with coaches, players, trainers, and experts working at the highest level of the game? Tap the subscribe button on your podcast app so you don't miss out on the latest episodes of the podcast. And to listen to our great back catalogue of episodes with the biggest game changers in tennis, go to functionaltennispodcast.com. And okay, so that was a good end to your junior career. You had a bit of a run at the ITF World Junior Championships. and. then you made the transition into the senior game. How's the transition? I know the, the season's been short this year. How's the yeah. transition been earlier on the year? Um, earlier in the year, I was playing some futures. Uh, from beginning of the year, it was not so good in Spain. But then I was playing three really good futures. Uh, so the transition was actually not bad. I was really looking forward to the clay season. But it got suspended already in March. So it's a bit unlucky, but we cannot do anything. But um, I'm using the time because I'm still like young in the senior game. So I can improve a lot of things, I think. Def- definitely. Uh, we, we can all improve no matter what age. I think players can always improve. And for you, what's the biggest difference when you play like let's say a Grand Slam junior match versus a Futures match, playing like a more veteran pro on the Futures Tour? It's a bit different, but I'm trying to focus on every match the same. That So I'm trying just every match the same. It's a bit different that I don't have so much pressure on Futures, you know, but every match I want to win. So for me, I want to take every match the same. Maybe there is not so much pressure on the Futures when I'm playing first round as on Grand Slams or as on Davis Cup. But uh, I want to take every match the same. Great. And from an opponent point of view, how are they different? Like, is it just, is it such more of a dogfight at the senior level? Yes. Here also, now I finished school. So I feel like uh, that I'm doing like tennis. That's that's my all. Uh, so I don't know how to say it, but... It's like that I have to do it everything 100%, not give up anything and all the practices 100%. And that's that's how I'm doing it right now. Great. And tell me, you just finished school there? Uh, yes, I have finished school, I think, one or two weeks ago. Uh, so finally, I'm uh, practicing again. No more exams? No more exams. I finished. It was actually lucky because I was a bit late, but... With the coronavirus, I had more time for the school, so I finished it. Well, that's, I think that's really important. You finish school. Too many people don't finish school, and I think that's great. You played a tournament last week. Where was that? 
Oh, last week it was like in Czech Republic, close to Prague, uh, for 16 players. Uh, there were like four groups by four people. And then there was only one was going to the semifinal. So then there was semifinal final. But I was lucky because, uh, for example, Lukas Russell, I should play finals with him and mm. he retired because he got injured or something. So. Ah, so that's how you won it, is it? Yeah, yeah. That's why I was writing that. Uh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So at least you've some, have you, have you practiced with Thomas Berdich? I think I was practicing with him only once when I was around 15, 16, but only once I was playing with him. You'll have to move to Monte Carlo maybe to practice with him if, <laughs> yeah, he's still, yeah. if he's still playing. You need the Grand Slam win for that. And so looking back, what's been your most memorable moment on a tennis court? Most memorable, I think it was the US Open when I won the US Open or when I won the next week after US Open, the Davis Cup, the deciding match. So that's the two which I enjoyed the most on the court, which was like all the hard work paid off and it was really nice. And it's, it's great. So many players, Davis Cups, Davis Cup match are their most memorable moments. Do you, do you like being part of a team? Yes, it's amazing because on the normal tournaments, uh, the fans are not cheering for us so much at least not on the in the juniors so it was really nice to play in front of the in front of the people in the Davis Cup it was nice nice well i'm sure there'll be many more Davis Cup matches for you just while you're traveling something that people are interested in now is like the size when you travel what sort of team would be which i know you can't travel at the moment but if everything was normal next week and you began the clay court season what what sort of team travels with you with me, and now I have like my tennis coach, like personal tennis coach and fitness coach. Uh, it's like half for me and half for Karolina Mukova. So if the perfect, if it would be like a really important tournament, then I would prefer to travel with both of them because I think it's important to have tennis coach and also fitness coach because he takes care of me physically and also food he takes care. So... With these two, if I would travel, then it would be perfect. But uh, it's fine also when I practice, uh, when I travel only with my tennis coach, I think, right now. It's nice to even have a tennis coach to travel with. Yeah, yeah. We know most players don't. And apart from your tennis coach and fitness trainer, how important is nutrition to you? I had always like nutrition plans, but I was not doing that them perfect. So now we started after the school uh, after the exams, we started doing it like a really professional. So I'm taking care of, of food and I feel better on the court because I used to be also, uh, always like uh, sometimes tired or on, in the practices, I was not 100% ready. And when I, I take care of the food, it's much better, I think. And what food gives you your energy? Is there anything that works really well for you? Not, not really like something special. I eat a lot of uh, like fruit, vegetables, and I eat everything, but uh, mostly only the healthy food. But I eat actually a lot, but more healthier. And and then what's your one go-to food for when you want to treat yourself? Oh, what I like. I just like pancakes or something sweet, nice. no matter what, no matter nice. what. When I it's sweet, it. I like it, yeah. 
I love it. Uh, great. And I saw you last week, you were playing with, talk about your racket and funny enough, Heather sponsored this podcast, which they'd be delighted to hear that you're on the show. You were playing with the new color for the... For Extreme. You normally use a Radical. So what racket are you playing with? Actually, I used to play with Radical, but now already, I don't know, pretty long or not long. From beginning of the year, I started using uh, the new Extreme. It will be called Extreme Pro, I think. So it's not the thick frame. It's a bit thinner and a bit smaller head. So that's what I'm using right now. I'm a radical player. I've used them all my life, yeah. loved them. And what's the difference between the Extreme Pro and the Radical? So Radical and Extreme. So Extreme is flying much more. It's like much more, much faster. And uh, maybe it takes a bit more spin, but it's a bit less control, I would say. A bit less control, but much better speed or much better. It's just flying faster and more spin, but a bit less control. And the Radical, I changed because when I was playing Futures, they are changing 11-13, the balls. And sometimes it's like when I was in Turkey, for example, or in Spain, it was always like cold or a bit raining and the balls get heavy. So I prefer this racket right now, actually, the Extreme. And I feel really comfortable. I have also got good control with it. So I feel it's it's good when it's flying flying pretty fast and I have also a good control, then it's good for me. Nice. It's good to hear the player insight on why you change. It's where we get to hear that. And finally, what's what's the plan? I know the, the tour is a bit all over the place. What's your plan at the moment for the next couple of months? Uh, so uh, we have, uh, again, the national tournaments or uh, tournaments in the Czech Republic. And for example, next week we have also something like friendly match with Slovakia or Davis Cup or so we are playing kind of Davis Cup against Slovakia in Prague uh, Saturday, Sunday or actually this week already, today's Tuesday already. So Saturday, Sunday is Davis Cup and then next week I will play some Czech tournaments and then let's see when the tour will start. I will keep practicing for sure and hopefully 17th August it will start. Let's see. Great. And finally, what's one thing that you're going to come out of COVID that's going to be much better on your game that you've been working on? Oof. I hope I will be much stronger physically. I will do just everything more professional. So I will not have like the, I don't know, drop downs or how to say it. So I will be just like, I want to have my constant level on a bit higher level than it used to be. Great. Okay. Well, that's that's great. It's good that you're working on it because I'm sure some players will come out of COVID better, fitter, stronger, and they've worked on parts of the game and other players will come out slower, weaker and quitting the tour. So uh, ho- hopefully on the right side. But thank you very much for that. It's great speaking to you and I hope to see you on the tour at some stage. Thank you very much. Thank you. It was great speaking to Jonas and I look forward to him moving up the rankings over the next few years. Remember, we've 10% off the tennis pointer at functionaltennis.com when you use the code Jonas. As I said earlier, if you have any questions about it, send me a DM at Functional Tennis Podcast account or email me at ace at functionaltennis.com. Until next week, get out there, hit some tennis balls, go enjoy yourself. Goodbye. Goodbye.